series finale the only podcast where three boston comedians watch the final episode of a show they've never, never even seen. seen i'm john paul i'm zach and i'm jack burr thanks so much for listening every sunday we put out a fresh hot new app for the young people and then on thursdays for the elites we have a five dollar patreon <laughs> patreon.com slash series finale you get another bonus episode and we got some hot stuff behind there check it out if you're a coastal elite yes, yes. coastal yes. elite only if you <laughs> condemn the separation of immigrant children from their families but somehow still will not house immigrant children yourself check out the patreon <laughs> that's we're making it for you yes mm-hmm. um so we watched the final episode of the show we've never seen this week we are watching the prisoner the final episode of the prisoner prisoner a 60s science fiction surrealist Drama. Yes. This is a weird show. And I had never heard of this. So before we get a BSB, we're going to need a little background context. What is this show? What was the network? So Who are the stars? Is Martin Mull in it? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> this show is uh, was a BBC show, and oh. it's sort of the answer to The Fugitive. The Fugitive was a huge success uh, in America. In America. And so they and the BBC made a style, another style show like that. And it sounds uh, like The Prisoner would be a prequel to The Fugitive. <laughs> right? First you're a prisoner, <laughs> then you're a fugitive. That's a good point. Third one, home free. Third <laughs> So the prisoner yes. so yeah, it was um it, it came out in sixty eight. Yes. And um yeah, it's just totally bizarre a world. It came out in the United States in sixty eight. This was part of the Great British Invasion, which people think is only rock and roll, it's only the Beatles. It's only. You <laughs> you're just grabbing your penis. I'm a lot. scratching. I'm scratching. You're just grabbing your penis. You used to give Zach, Jack a hard time about touching his dick all the time. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm over the shorts, just scratching my groin. It's hot <laughs> and steamy, and you know. I didn't what? even say anything. Yeah. You, but you said it with your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I say yes to sexual encounters. Um. Yeah, I got some jock Get itch verbal going consent, on. folks. Don't take eye contact. I, That's consent. the only way I give it is eye contact. I go, go ahead with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and so this was in on CBS. Right, but so the year before is when it was re- released in the UK. This is on the BBC, I assume? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Nothing. So, okay, this was only 17 <laughs> episodes. Another You're thing I like about this show is that Patrick McGowan made the show. He also starred in the show. Do you think that's a little egomaniacal? I like this. This is a one this is one man's vision, right? He's starring in the show. He's wrote the show. He actually also did craft services for the show. <laughs> he drove all the trucks. Yeah. And if you buy the DVD, he delivers it to your house. Wow. Yeah. And he did the the um, backroom casting too. Yeah. <laughs> On himself. Yeah. It was just a canvas. If you if you watch the show, if you watch the final episode with uh with director's commentary he calls you up on the phone and talks about the show <laughs> to you it's a, it's a it's a one man it's a one man situation right the 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 which is but, not what i'm comfortable with 
the finale was so controversial because it truly is one of the more bizarre episodes of television we've ever watched. He was smoking doobies. That's not. <laughs> this that's, is a reefer stoner show. Uh, well, before we get into who <laughs> okay. liked the show, the show was met with such anger because it, the the finale to it was so bizarre that people he had to go into hiding for months. He mm-hmm. had to leave his home and hide because people were so upset. Which he had to do twice. He had to do it once in England and then he had to do it again <laughs> when it came out in America. <laughs> Su- this is a thing that happens to British people is they have to go into hiding. Susan Boyle famously had to go yeah. into hiding after that because she had a stalker. Really? Really? Yes. Yeah, Much like David Hogg. <laughs> <laughs> um he died in 2009. Oh, that's a good fact. Yeah, that's going to help same the conversation. Y- s- same year that Michael Jackson died. Suspicious. Oh, and Michael Jackson is his 10 year, 10 year anniversary of his death today. As we record this. Yes. And, and he, Anthony wait, Bourdain's birthday. He died on January 13, 2009. You know why? Oh, because it was 10 years. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> he knew there was only one more week till Obama the Antichrist came into <laughs> office. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm just glad that there are certain karaoke performers that keep Michael Jackson's legacy alive yeah. to this Fenway, day. At Fenway, the Fenway was bumping. I'm looking at the man, man in, in the, the mirror. mirror. I'm asking him to not make me fuck kids anymore. <laughs> Do you think he wrote that song because he knew he'd look in the mirror, he would just burst into tears? Yes, I, that's, <laughs> I can show you. From one of my, uh, that's like my original joke I ever wrote. One of I my thought you said the N word in your no, <laughs> stop it, don't. That's yeah. Not. How else will you know it's a joke? Okay, that's not true. That that is based. That's more of a memoir. <laughs> that's based in some truth, but not totally. I, uh, I think that your joke was probably really similar to the show. You know, you started it off, you got people hooked, they were really interested. Yes. But at the end, it took a turn. To, yes. And then it, it caused a riot. And <laughs> then you honest, had to go into hiding. The first open <laughs> mic ever had, uh, it was more like I was shaking, very nervous, reading something off my phone to very minimal people, and then did something I shouldn't have done and handed the phone, or handed. Handed the microphone back to Orlando Baxter. <laughs> and uh, it was uncomfortable for everyone involved. Yeah. Some people so insane. still hold the grudge against me Do today. They? Yeah. Wait, why? Did you drop it? Did they, you drop one? I, I said something I shouldn't have said. And they, Oh my God. That's it was great. such a mistake. Marty Caproni and Orlando, they talked to me after and they said, you know what? This is what you can't do, but don't worry, keep with it. You'll be all right. Just don't do it again. And uh, I said, okay, I'm sorry. I'm a fucking idiot. That is fucking so funny that there you did that. There is one comic though, that was at that mic that saw it that, like, I found out, like, two or three years later. It was like, yeah, ever since then, I just never could trust him. Who's this, Whisper? It, Tyler. Ty, there's, a, Ty, there's a one-liner in Oh, oh I don't even know that guy. Yeah, you wouldn't know him. He's, it's like Tyler Morrow's name, but it's not Tyler Morrow. Oh. So. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, you know, I've made mistakes, and How did much, we much like the director of this show. Patrick wow. Magoon. This Patrick is exciting. I had this is an episode where we get to hashtag cancel someone live should, on the show. It, well, now that we've heard about Jack's first appearance, should I do my classic gag, do the bit? <laughs> uh, All right, guys, no. your next guy. This guy's great. It's his first time, so let's give him a little leeway. Give it up for Jack Burke, everybody. Okay, um, thank you. Um, my penis and me are really tight, and I'm the only one who can make fun of it. It's like African American people and african-american people <laughs> have a good night <laughs> that, that was the bit yeah oh. basically 
Okay, it's, I can see that. Your bit was drawing a parallel between your penis. <laughs> it was between and Chris Rock's bit. Black people. No, no, no. It was no, like this. no. It was no, like my relationship to my penis is the same that African Americans have their relationship with the the N word. Oh, only in only the certain people can yeah. do it. You know. <laughs> oh, you know what, dude? The joke kind of works better if you just say the N word and you don't go off the reservation there. But I wouldn't to do the honest, bit. I don't the think it's is not worth it. And I, <laughs> it was my first open mic ever, and I d- made a mistake. Well, you kind of like you got it out of the way, you know. Yeah, I, I learned from it. I moved on. Hopefully, but Americans Twitter can. Do you feel <laughs> that life is full of bookends? You start, you finish the way you start. Do you think that? <laughs> I, I pray not. All but right. it feels like it might be over for me at this moment. So no, it's better. No, I no. mean, think about what I said on some of those Patreon podcasts we just we just Oh, right. The Patreon is crazy. <laughs> you can check it out for $5. So <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I was sleepy when I watched the show. I was nodding off a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. going to need to pass off the BS. <laughs> I'll, that's fine. I can do it. Can you um, do it? Can you nail the it? Bro- yeah, of course. The broad. Yes, I can take her to the Broad Strokes right, breakdown. Because I'd never seen the show. Broad but I- Stroke. <laughs> Broad Strokes Breakdown. Thank Bye you. Up. I, I'll be the guest host of the Broad Strokes Breakdown as one of the people on the podcast couldn't be bothered to watch the show. Uh, <laughs> this is the final episode of The Prisoner. It's called Fallout. Now, The Prisoner was a sort of science fiction uh, drama about possibly a secret agent who was taken on to sort of a resort-style hotel where he was not allowed to leave. They took away his name. They assigned him a number. Now, at the last episode, things get wacky. <laughs> Uh, number six, <laughs> number six uh, kills his rival, number two, and he goes to meet number one, the head of this strange place, this society. And uh, when he gets down to the heart of the of the of the base or whatever, they have a, a strange trial, a bunch of strange character hijinks ensue, a bunch of uh, what do you call it? a bunch of musings on the nature of individuality and society. Yes. And then number six and several others are able to escape to freedom. Yeah, that was that's great. good. Can um, I do a little broad strokes breakdown criticism as the OG? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was a wonderful. It ended very strong. You really did get the arc. You got the beginning, <laughs> middle, end, which is essential to the broad strokes breakdown. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay. But what we want to avoid. I'm gunning for your job. In the broad strokes breakdown is any kind of redundancy. Okay. So the first <laughs> sentence, the way you started, the the prisoner is the the fallout is the final episode of a show called The Prisoner. Scratch that. Cut that. I would cut that out. <laughs> Because that kind of goes more the in the context. I'm that, getting to context. But we did the background context <laughs> section. You know, we talked about season one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's just, a, you, your feel, jump ball. You're acting exactly how I acted when Orlando Baxter <laughs> told me not to do it. <laughs> so, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody. Yes. <laughs> who, who is at that open mic. The I, show is freaking bizarre. It's very weird. It's very um, surrealist. It's Esoteric. very absurdist. Is, nice, it, is that dude. a word that yeah, you use to describe so. it? You know what I was thinking. This show, uh, when I, when I was watching this, it really reminded me of another final episode of a television show, and it's a show that you guys watched in the preboot. It was called Neon Genesis we, Evangelion, which is now on Netflix, and people are freaking out. Yeah, people love it. It's a great show. Yes. Well, we we did we it in the old old series finale. It was an ugly PowerPoint. We yeah. could do it again though. Yeah. 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 Um, but a lot of people, when they saw uh, a lot, of, when I watched this, I had heard people compare this episode and that episode because they're both relatively straightforward narrative shows until you get to the end. Right. And then at the end, it becomes very uh, subjective. 
Yeah, if wicked subjective to the point where you don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Why did he do this? Why was it only 17 episodes? So this show goes to the old series finale question. Did they know they were going to get canceled? <laughs> it sounds like yes, right? I they think, definitely did. I think that there are different theories as to why this is so weird. Some people, I think, accuse the creator of like not coming up with a good ending and coming with this or being on drugs or running out of money, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But Some of the same stuff that was lobbed at uh, Evangelion when it came out. It was very cheaply looking made. Like, cheaply made. Like, there's this whole group of characters that have these black and white faces on. They look like a black and white cookie on their face. They wear masks. And, yeah, they wear masks. And they're like... The cheapness of the mask threw me off so much. It didn't bother me. It's yeah, from the it was 60s. Fine. It's there's, fine. It reminded me of Batman. They're yeah. sitting on a dais. Like, they are, like, the parliamentary. Yeah, let me... Yeah. Number six, he... This is the final episode, and this is a show that's, I think, a little bit like certain shows like Lost or other things, where they probably set up a lot of different mysteries, and now it's time to, like, wrap these mysteries up, answer some of these questions. So, number six, he's he wants to find out who is number one, who is in charge of all this. If everyone's assigned a number, who's the top dog? And when he right. gets led down here to this place, he finds a dais of uh, sort of like jurors mm-hmm. uh, all dressed up in these robes and masks. And the jurors all have different aspects of society yep. in front of them. There's different like there's like education, anar- education anarchism. Yeah. There's like sexuality. There's all these aspects of society. So these guys are representing. Socialism, I think, was one. Yeah, they're representing aspects of that society. That was AOC. Yeah. AOC was. <laughs> well, that one was hot. So I could see. <laughs> yeah. I could see. And we have sort of the main focus of the show because number six, the main character of the show, he kind of takes a back seat in this episode. He is given a beautiful throne, a nice fancy chair to sit on. Zach, I assume you like that. <laughs> Zach loves fancy Zach chairs. Zach has a Harvard chair that he refuses to fancy let anybody guy. else Zach sit likes a fancy chair. He gets to sit in a fancy chair, which you like to do. <laughs> and uh, most of the time we're following the proceedings by like a guy who is like a sort of an old, an old British judge. He wears yes, like a he wears, he wears a like wig. a long wig and stuff in like a red robe. And what this judge does is he calls up other members of the society and he kind of judges them. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. He's a judge. And it's all about it's all musings on on the society, the individual and whether it's better it's good to rebel against society and be your own person or whether it's better to fit in for the benefit of all other people. Right. Before this before he's even brought down there though, the first like 7 minutes of the show are number number 3 is that our main guy? Number, number six. 6. Number 6 and I believe number 2. Yep. In a cage. I heard you love number two. <laughs> yeah, Dookie boy. I've got it. You know what this is? If you are on a set, a movie set, and you say 10-2, that means an actor's taking a Dookie. Oh. 10-1 means they're taking a Wee Wee. 10 100 10-1-100. 10-6. 60-90. Oh. <laughs> so the beginning of the show, though, is number six and number two sort of killing each other, trying to kill each other in sort of like a, a an apartment looking set i guess i don't yeah. know it's it's weird and but they're not really like fighting each other they're using words at each other and they're, they're very like it's like you are me and i am you. it reminds me of one of the great battle rappers who once said palms are sweaty mom spaghetti <laughs> yes i forget it but well you know. <laughs> and once he's able to escape this place, he does he does snap back to reality. Right. Yeah. Oh, there goes yeah. Rabbit. Oh, he goes number six. Yes. So Ten six. I'm sixty nine. <laughs> number six and number two are like battling to the death. 
and they don't seem very friendly, but they're just using words. But number six does end up killing number two. Yeah, somehow with the tea, tea or something. Yeah, with the drink. And, uh, then gets, and then he gets brought down because they ask him what he wants. He says he wants to meet number one. Yes. Which I assume that means so he wants someone to pee-pee on his face. <laughs> yeah, he wants a little urine play. <laughs> they bring him down here, and then he doesn't really meet number one. He gets in this big place with the judge and everything. We should also mention there is a giant cylindrical machine that says number one yes it appears to communicate with green lasers and beeps yes this is a weird this is weird shit this is the weirdest one of the weirdest shows i've ever seen there's also a seesaw which is cool there's no (laughs) there's a hilarious mechanism right so there's guards too there's also guards and it's it's now i know what austin powers was parody yes the guards have like these gray suits on that look just hilarious that none of them fit well and they're all carrying around guns that they don't shoot well. Which was probably not supposed to be funny. Unlike Austin yeah, Powers, yeah, this which was, yeah. was not supposed to be funny. I don't think this was supposed to be funny at all. Or maybe that's what, it, what the guy was like. Fuck everybody. I'm gonna he make trolling? This. Yeah, he was trolling. I don't think them. he was trolling. Conan I so style? Yeah. I don't think it's like Conan's so, finale. So then he... <laughs> so there is another thing where it's a seesaw with two guys on each end that both have guns. And it's literally the most ineffective form of protecting somebody ever because you have to like it moves in a circle they can't really move it themselves <laughs> it's like very yes. stupid it doesn't make any sense okay i i was laughing very hard at the seesaw because when, it's if somebody was attacking you from the side you would just be fucked all right so now pause i don't want to do too much explanation without a little play okay so they have as a guard's tool a seesaw what is an unconventional either playground toy or kind of thing that you would put in a dungeon, if you were trying to guard something. Um, right? So maybe they do a seesaw because it gives them a new vantage point. They can see from above, mm-hmm. but it also keeps the guards entertained. Sure. Oh, right. this is easy. So, so it keeps easy. them focused. In the center of the dungeon, what I have is one of those uh, those like human-powered merry-go-rounds. You know, it's okay. like the uh, metal thing, and it's just like a cylinder, and it's got bars. You sit on it, and you spin it. So actually what we'll do is we'll all three or four guards will get in that, and someone spins it 24 hours a day. And that way, no, it's just one guard. He's just one guard in the middle, and they spin it. And that way, one guard can keep an eye on everything. And if someone <laughs> makes a break for it, he just has to kind of time it. He just has to time it <laughs> as it spins, and then he can take a shot. So that's one guard. We talked about cylindrical prisons recently on the podcast. Yes, remember? we did. Panopticon. Panopticon. Yeah, yes. it's a panopticon with a spinning center. And right. number two as a pooptopticon. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would do is I would kind of use a low-tech policing style that gets the guard, the prisoners to guard themselves. So right at the guard gate, there would only be one guard, and he's lazy, <laughs> and he's fat, and he's playing a... I'm guarding? A slot. There's a slot machine. He's stationed in oh. a slot machine, right? And he's pulling the slot, and he's pulling the slot, and it wins, like, every five times. So there's nickels everywhere, and people are like, oh, my God, right. I want to get to the slot machine. So they're going to make a break for it, and they're like... What's the big problem that prisoners face when they get out? What's the big cause of recidivism, revolving door syndrome, why prisoners go back to jail? No money, can't get a job. So they said, good, I'll sit down at the slot machine. Sit down at the slot. Okay. Boom, they shoot them in the head. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, so you execute? Yes. Wow. Execution. Mm-hmm. Wow. Whoa. Um, my unconventional game that I would have... People. Playground equipment you would use to guard people. Oh, play, playground equipment. Everybody knows a playground with a slot machine. Yeah. Uh, well, a <laughs> casino is an adult playground. <laughs> <laughs> um, Win hotel, baby, in Everett. I would have a... the You know, most playgrounds I ever grew up on, they had a, a painting on the s- asphalt 
of the um, America. Yes. You know, but they would leave out Hawaii and Alaska. And <laughs> oh, situate we had Hawaii and Alaska. Oh, we they didn't have Hawaii and Alaska on ours at Coolidge. Um, and I would have that, and I would have my prisoners guess what's trying. What state was each state? The word <laughs> names wouldn't be in it. And if you got one wrong, executed. Oh. But I wouldn't use a gun. I would use my cock. You'd kill them with your penis? <laughs> yes. I would shoot them. Dang. I would make them get on one end of the seesaw, and then they would have to sit hard on it, and I would fly down from the other side and just get them right and oh. spear them with my cock in the brain. I thought when you said you would kill them with penis <laughs> that you would... Take your penis, right? <laughs> and you would push it against their chest, but it's so small that it slides between the atoms and molecules in their chest and disrupts their... <laughs> and disrupts I, My dick would give them radiation. It's subatomic. I yes. thought you just had a diseased penis that would <laughs> kill them slowly. Yes. Zach, you did just have a HIV test I did, done. I did. Uh, Thoughts and prayers. We're very sorry. Everything's good, yeah. Sorry to hear. So, AIDS Mary got the best of them. <laughs> Welcome to the world of the prisoner. Send <laughs> in your test results for a free Patreon Shout out. link. We'll send you a link. We won't pay for it, and then you will have to pay for it, but you won't have to like <laughs> think. You don't have to click on the actual <laughs> Yeah, website. it should be good. Yeah. Um, okay, so... What else is in the prisoner? So okay. th there's tons of stuff, right? There's yeah, yeah. So um, the guards are all freaky. Yes. And, and Let's pick another painful thing. So we got the 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 society is condemning the people in the jury box. What assets? What facets of society would you put up there if you were remaking this today? About 2019 America, Estados Unidos, not 1967 Britain. I mean, the same shit. I'd have a socialist, a humorist. Uh, humorists are killing society, you think? Definitely. Yeah, and also the 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 people in the dais, I don't think they were necessarily all killing society. They were just aspects of society. I would yeah. definitely put screen time, but most people would probably put social media, but I think... Anything you do on the screen, no matter what, is always bad for your health. So you would have a a, a representative of social media. I would no. Would I would, Mark no. I would have a head. It would just be a head with a screen on it, and it would be like twitching out all the time. I would put up uh, fat shaming up there. Okay, that's ruining wrong. America. Yeah, yeah. Well, can we talk on fat shaming for a second, please? New study came out. Someone put this on the Improv Boston group, which I thought was a little <laughs> like aggressive and minimizing of racism. I didn't appreciate. It. They said. As racial bias and uh, sexuality bias, discrimination towards gay people, goes down, uh, f fat shaming has actually gone up. People really? are more biased against and that's uh, persons the, of size. And that's thanks to the hard work of Jack Burke, who's been pushing <laughs> yeah. that narrative yes. for over a year. Right. Honestly, um, keep up the good work, folks. <laughs> I'm very proud of all of you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> John Paul, you... You're currently fat shaming people because you have started to lose weight because of your di new diet. Which is fat shaming. <laughs> if you're on a diet, you're fat shaming, bro. Well, I... Wow. Uh, well, I have gotten a little bit less racist, so I can see why that's happening. <laughs> just a little. Just a skosh. That's one thing they do, too, is number one goes up to give a speech... Or number six goes up to give a speech... And um, they don't let him get through the speech. Well, that's yeah. true. That's true. Th what are they called? The Amadeus? <laughs> the Deus. The Deus. Oh. <laughs> Amade What's Amade uh, Amadeus Mozart was a very oh. famous composer. Amistad is a boat. He is it's a, a slave, slave ship. ship. That it's the first revolt. type of green travel. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> what Shout Jonathan Tilson would John say. Tilson. <laughs> okay. Not me. Um, um, so during this, uh, during uh, six, while six is in this place, right? 
Uh, they bring them. They bring in some people that are rebels for six to for six to judge. To oh, we went too far. Hold on. Oh, this guy <laughs> is insane. I'm low. Give it to me, baby. Confess. Oh, Dad, I'm your baby, Dad. Yo, Yo your baby, something, Daddy. Confess. This is crazy. The bones is yours, Dad. They came from you, my Daddy. Confess. <laughs> now you hip. Hip. Dad, hip. Confess. And a hip bone. Confess. And a Guess that's enough of that. Uh, that song was the extent of my anatomy knowledge in the public schools. <laughs> that the song is a, a, a current reoccurring theme too, and I don't. And the faces. So this is a serious show, but the faces these actors are making when they're doing like the judge is saying confess. He's like his face is all contorted and it's like kind of like half grinning. It's so fucking bizarre. Well, what do you guys? Do you guys see meaning in this? No, no. They, they tried I very looked up hard. Essays. On I this. saw. Uh, the back of my eyelids during much of it. So it <laughs> ne- Neon Genesis, I could see you being like 16 and being like, this has meaning. I don't know. It's a, you know, it's got something to it. I could see you connecting with it. This is silly. This is silly, and I can't imagine, even in 67, if you were all in on the television, I can't imagine coming out and being like, whoa, dude, society's fucked up. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense. It's overacting. It's silly. It's for doobie smokers. It- well, it's for, that's uh, one way to I look at it. I think it's for acid takers. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. What so about you guys? Do you think you did? You take anything away from it? Well, I read some essays on the show after we watched it, and you know, there's a lot of talk about individuality and society, and like how they ca- how they clash for the benefit of one individual versus the benefit of all people. Like it does. I think. I don't think it's just a guy making stuff up, like off the top of cool. his head. I think that they're was designed behind it. Let's roll with this, because the idea of the individual versus the collective is a major theme in both the Western world and the Eastern world. And the struggle we have seen in America, particularly with our rugged individualism, but the West all over, is the idea that it's good to be an individual, you have to separate yourself from the collective, and the collective is holding you back. Yeah. And the collective is seen as the regressive thing that we shouldn't like. But in the Eastern world, it's more like it's better to be community-focused, family-oriented. Right. You submit to the collective. And I tend to think that's a more natural and better way to look at life. I think we'd be happier if we did that. I think it's hard for us as individuals to think of ourselves that way because we are all coming from the fastest sperm who outpaced that's that's the great so slow-ass sperm. Yep. And we think that we're just like that, you know? <laughs> we're unique. We're exceptional. But, you know, maybe not. No. I, yeah, I just was talking to this Japanese woman about how in Japan if a person is if a white a person is in prison for a white collar crime, they have to go on national television and say "I'm sorry" and explain what they did wrong. And that's like they use shame, like aggressive shame, and it works. It like it, it lowers crime rate. I would just get up there and plug my Twitter. <laughs> like what is <laughs> plug like, the what, podcast? Do you do five minutes or how much time do you get? <laughs> if people caught us embezzling our Patreon for not good causes, Ooh. we had to go up there. That would be brutal. Every cause is a good cause. But that she was saying that be- shame works because of the collective mentality of the Eastern countries. Right. You know, to stand out is to Whereas not he, is not good. He's here. People don't have shame 
like towards that. But this is also a British show. What do you think? Do you think they would lean more Western ideas? Yeah, Britain is the West. They're even more the West than us. You go, but if you go West, I call them the Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. (laughs) Come on, we know the Wild Wild West. (laughs) West, Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want nada. None of this, brother. Running this Buffalo Soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Damn, dude, that was good. Is that Eminem? Yep. (laughs) Looks like I told you. Snap back to reality. (laughs) There goes gravity. (laughs) All right. Um. So you guys, uh, have you ever been in a prison situation? Oh, no, of never. course, yeah. I was a prisoner at one point. I oh, was, I forgot. I thought yes. this was an earnest question. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was in prison. We're doing the right writing assignment. This folks. is the unrestrained writing initiative. Yes. I was the Uri. In, <laughs> <the> Uri. <laughs> I was in prison, my teens, for getting too close to my priest. He said, <laughs> "You are so fresh, my friend." <laughs> he said, "That's enough." When I tried to do a reverse molest on him <laughs> to beat him up to the punch. I was sent to Shawsuck Prison, <laughs> <laughs> where the tile was cold and the beds were made out of Sleep Number beds, which was that pretty nice. The prison was sponsored by Sleep Number. <laughs> the food wasn't bad either because the prison had a deal with HelloFresh, a food subscription nice. service. So that was awesome. And the clothing was great, too. The prison was clothed by Prada and Gucci. Ooh. Yeah. There was two gangs when I was sent in. There was the Gucci boys and the Prada players. (laughs) (laughs) And we used to get in fights all the time, but the prison fights were not allowed, so we had to do dance-offs. Nice. I joined the Prada players because my friend Sil, who I'd met on the set of The Sopranos, (laughs) was the boss of the Prada players. Nice. I was in for 10 years, and life was pretty easy. (laughs) But then one night, with one night to go, though, the Johnny... With one night to go, Johnny Sack of the Gucci Boys challenged me to a dance-off. I didn't want to accept, but I had no other choice because of my pride. I danced my ass off, and I still lost the battle. While everyone was laughing at me and shaming me, the Prada Boys ripped all of my Prada clothing off and spit on me. That night before the lights went off, I went into Johnny Sack's cell and choked him to death with the (coughs) Gucci belts. Oh, the most disre- disrespectful thing an inmate could do. I was caught immediately and sentenced <laughs> to life in prison at Shawsuck. But I knew it was going to be smooth sailing because I was now the highest position of the jail. Captain Hypebeast. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's dude. great. I also went into the clink. Oh, no what? You yeah. were a prisoner. But we did go to different jails and you will see why. Okay. So I was imprisoned wrongly in a form of reverse reparations. I was out to eat in Martha's Vineyard when I asked a busboy to bring me a napkin. (laughs) All of a sudden, lights started flashing, the fire alarm went off, and a SWAT team busted in. (laughs) Denzel Washington appeared and started screaming, Spacey alert! Spacey (laughs) alert! I said, what's going on? And they said, you heard about Kevin Spacey? And I said, yes. They said, well, because of the indefensible actions of Kevin Spacey, it is now illegal for a Portuguese-American to speak to a (laughs) busboy. Honestly, prison was a lot of fun. Because of my low T and my birthplace in Clituate, Massachusetts, the Massachusetts Correctional Facility locked me up in a ladies' prison. (laughs) (laughs) Lady prison is exactly what you think it is. We all gossiped about each other. We painted each other's nails. And we were mainly good feminists by resorting to sex work. (laughs) 
Finally, we would often watch QVC and sometimes use our commissary money to call the shopping channel and try and do some sweet shopping. <laughs> <laughs> but QVC was under strict orders not to accept collect calls from prisons. <laughs> My best friend in prison was Martha Stewart. She went in for insider trading. She and I loved cooking together, and she loved my famous stuffed peppers. <laughs> she also gave me a lot of hot stock tips, so now I am very rich. Nice. Wow. I never tried to escape. And one day at the end of my <laughs> sentence, they let me out of jail, and I felt lost, and I didn't know what to do. <gasps> so I went to a place I knew a lot of busboys would be. <laughs> I went to Restaurant Depot and started playing grab ass. <laughs> I was able to grab 78 cheeks on a whopping 55 busboys and was sent back to jail for the rest of my life. Wow. I happily write you from the big house. (laughs) You found your place. Yeah, I found my spot. Wow. So it's uh, Portuguese. I just can't help it. You were a cheat greeter. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I have my own. Cheat greeter at Home Depot. (laughs) I have my own story of when I was imprisoned. Uh, In December of 2012, I was preparing for the end of the world. The 2012 phenomenon was an an eschatological belief (laughs) that because a Mayan calendar cycle was coming to a halt, that the end of the world would occur on December 21st, 2012. I had seen evidence of this everywhere I looked, and I firmly believed in the Mayan apocalypse. I knew that uh, there was only one place I wanted to be when the end times came. Lovelock Correctional Facility holding hands with the wrongfully convicted football star O.J. Simpson. (laughs) I booked a flight to Nevada December 5th, 2012 and boarded the plane. I took my window seat and pulled up the window shade. I loved to have the window open for the duration of the flight. And I applied super glued to it so nobody could pull it down if I got the urge to stroke one out in the bathroom. A very rude woman approached me and told me that my Ricky Ray Rector pie, a snack I was saving for later, (laughs) was taking up her aisle seat. Wow. After some arguing and intervention from the uh, flight attendant, I moved the Ricky Ray pie out of the seat and she sat down. Then another rude bitch approached me and told me that she couldn't fit into her middle seat because of my size. I tried to explain my calf aesthetic to her, but she wouldn't listen, and we began to scream at each other, and security was called. The woman was black, and I was scared that I would be perceived as racist, and then OJ wouldn't want to hold hands with me. So, thinking quickly, I ducked into the bathroom and smeared shoe polish onto my face so that the cops would think we were on equal racial footing. (laughs) The police arrived, and they did not see things my way. I was immediately tased, Dragged off the plane, booked, and I sat in jail with shoe polish on my face for over a year waiting (laughs) trial. At my trial, the judge asked me if I had shoe polish smeared all over my face. (laughs) I answered, yes, Judge Dolezal. She said it was disgusting to masquerade as a member of a disenfranchised people and sentenced me to 20 years of hard labor. I was dismayed when I was remanded to the Sousa Baranowski Correctional (laughs) Facility in Shirley, Massachusetts. (laughs) The warden heard how I wanted to spend time with a sports celebrity, and so he put me in a cell with Jared Remy, the son of Sox broadcaster Jerry Remy and convicted murderer. (laughs) Yeah. He thought this would make me happy until I explained that I wanted to sell with a wrongfully convicted sports celeb and not a rightfully convicted sports adjacent career criminal. Jared Remy did not like this, and he made my life inside a living hell. He would give me Indian burns beat me in cards, and he'd give me wet willies with his penis. I knew I had to escape. When Jared fell asleep one night, (laughs) I hypnotized him to put him under my command. 
He used his huge muscular arms, and I used my huge muscular calves. Together, we were able to bend the cell bars so I could sneak onto a laundry truck and flee to safety with disgraced LAPD detective Johnny Slants. <laughs> Johnny Slants, go find out about him from the ex. Uh, what one was Johnny Slants? I don't even True, uh, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. You weapon. got my white ass laughing. Damn, Holy <laughs> Dude, the Jared Remy story is fucking horrific. That's one of they the They should have known. There was a lot of warning signs. I mean, he had multiple offenses against this woman, yep. and then they let him out again. But they wanted to And let him out. he would give me wet willies with his penis. Yeah. <laughs> is he dead now, Remy? No. no, no. Jared Remy. No, I just saw him a couple of days ago. Jerry Remy's around. Jared. Jared. Jared's doing fine. He's thriving in prison. You know oh, I who thought he, he killed himself. He was the only guy, though, that was happy when Subway Jared went down was Jared yeah, Remy. He was like, I'm not Jared. the worst Jared. <laughs> No, he still is the worst Jared. <laughs> <laughs> he killed a woman and the daughter, didn't he? I, think, I don't know. I or did he just, the just killed the woman? He was a punk. He looks like a thumb. Google a picture of Jared Remy. In fact, in the next, uh, if they ever do a bio epic on Jared Remy, maybe they'll have Steve Harvey play him. <laughs> <laughs> in this episode of TV, by the way, we mentioned that Six, he attains his position by killing number two, but... Uh, they don't want to lose number two. They bring two back to life. They bring number two back to life. They smear shaving cream on his face. And put a plunger on his face. Yep. It's and that fucking so dumb That looking. brings him back to life. If you killed your enemy, do you think you would bring him back to life to have a talk with him? Uh, I would only kill my savior like Judas did to Christ oh. in order so that he could fully actualize So you his would destiny. kill Jared Remy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Jared Remy. I disavow everything he did. He's a punk and he's... He's a bastard. Jared Remy is a bastard. <laughs> wow, you're willing to say that? I'm, I'm willing shocked. to say that about Jared Remy. What if he wants to come on the pod one day? Uh, depending on how many followers he has on the <laughs> laughable app, maybe. Um, Jared Remy, we don't stand with you. Um, I was asked about your enemies. Yeah, what if, were we talking if, about? If you would bring them back to life. No, but but that's the thing. is Number two and number six are not really enemies. They've just been put against each other. What do you think Pitted of number six? Yes. Yeah. Do you think he's a shout-out to Drake, Champagne Poppy, running through the six with my woes? <laughs> six is a nickname I mean, for Toronto? Six is the creator and the star of the show, Patrick, right. Magoo, Patrick Magoohan. And, and, and by the way, that's also my uh, that's my uh, camboy name. Magoohan? Uh, Magoohan. <laughs> That's when I stroke off into my hand. Yeah, we got and it. And I show everyone my gears. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you probably would make a lot of money as that guy. Patrick Mo- you know, Showing it, you know. Yeah. Um, so, But I wouldn't know because I'm off the porno. So. Yeah. No. Do you bust in your hand or what do you do? No. You, you Just your mouth. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our hands touch there. Okay, so... That one thing that is interesting, so number six, he's feeling good. He's got a little dwarf guy that follows him around. That's yeah, pretty hilarious. That's pretty great. And um, Matt Roloff. Yeah. <laughs> no, Matt Roloff had the part but got too drunk Wait, on set. You know? um, but he sits in this sort of this high presidential seat. And what's interesting, though, is then they have him do a speech, but they all talk over him. I thought that was really funny. Like, that was like, oh, damn, you don't actually have the power you think you do. True. Then, Didn't you notice? Did you notice when they drown him out, they drown him out by yelling, I. That's what they say. I, oh. I, I, I. Oh, because the he individual. starts off his his speech with I. Yes. Yeah. Shouldn't be a we guy. Right. We, we. <laughs> There's layers to this, I'm telling yeah. you. So we man. Then, they should have got we man to star in this because he <laughs> is the example of the collective. He shows 
what it's like <laughs> when we work together, when you do it for the greater good. Yes. We man is honestly a modern day Christ. We I man. Think, <laughs> living in a van now. Is he? We van. <laughs> it's true. He's in the van. You yeah. know what I'm impressed with about Wee Man though? Was Wee Man in WWE? He's probably he, gone he on. Is, he's guess. appeared, I think. I saw Wee Man once at the Professional Bull Riding Championship at Madison Square Garden in a celebrity appearance. That's but amazing. what I like about Wee Man is that Wee Man was in a show like Jackass. He got some fame and he used his money wisely to invest in co-working places called WeWork. That's why they're called <laughs> WeWorks. It's got its office space under the the brand of Wee Man. All the <laughs> all the desks are 14 inches high. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so no, they all saying I. That was interesting. So then finally, he, uh, number six decides he's going to go see number one. He's going to go into the green eye thing. Six to one. I want to play this clip though. Before, right before he does that, they uh, they kind of they give him a choice. They give him a choice. They tell him that they're going to give him a house. They're going to give him money and all this crazy stuff. Key to your house. Travelers checks. A million. Passport, valid for anywhere, and uh, petty cash. Say petty cash? Petty cash. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> you are free to go. He's no longer free a prisoner. Anywhere. Why? You have been such an example to us. Why? You have convinced us of our mistakes. Why? You are pure, you know the way, show us. Why? Your revolt is good and honest. You are the only individual. We need you. I see. You do. You see all. I'm an individual? You are on your own. I fail to see. All about you is yours. We concede, we offer, we plead for you to lead us. Or go. Go if you wish. I, I don't know. Take the stand, address us. I'm actually surprised this wasn't a huge hit in America because very anti-communist, very pro-individual, pro-America. Really? How did you get that from that clip? That clip was on the nose. It was like he was getting rewarded for being the only individual. They were releasing but him. That, that so it's both a reward because there is freedom, but there's also a lot of responsibility and nerve-wracking with it because you don't have a social safety net. You don't have anyone to tell you what to do. But that's not what they're doing, actually. They're, they're trying... They I'm don't, basing it off the clip because I fell asleep. <laughs> they don't want him to see number one. So they're, they're going to give him all this glory. They're trying to hoodwink him, basically, and saying, get the fuck out of here with all this stuff. We, we love you. We think you're so great. You're, you're the only individual. Go be. And um, see, we set you up for a perfect life. Go be. And they try and, they try and play him up. And thinking that he's going to forget that the real reason he wants what he wants to do is go see number one. Nagging. That's kind of like a pickup yeah. line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mysterio is there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking up. Who was the other guy? J-Dog. J- <laughs> Matador. <laughs> but you're right. So they, he does address them. But when he tries, I don't know if he tries to lead them, but whenever he tries to say anything, they drown him out with the, with the, with the volume of their agreements. 
they're going I I I that could be meaning they're agreeing, but they uh, who maybe might mean something else. And then he does eventually go back to meet number one, the mysterious man behind it all. Yes. I'm looking at the man <laughs> in the mirror. So it's nice. little Michael Jackson. <laughs> so he goes. He, they go to see number one, and um, but the, but they're tense about it, right? The guards have to like sort of bring him in through like at gunpoint, basically. Yeah, yeah. And um, he goes up at, to the top of this thing. They <laughs> it's like a weird lab. Him. It's a weird lab, very sixties looking lab. <laughs> yes. And um. He like fucking. He sees the two other guys, number two, forty-eight and number two. They're forty-eight in, is the ankle bone connected to the hip, hip bone, bone, the hip bone, and the bone's gonna he, walk he, around. He's like a beatnik or something. I yeah, I think he is yeah, a beatnik. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and the yeah, older forty-eight guy, and two are like locked in. Uh, they're locked in these like little y- cells. Yes. Yeah, so they. They fucking he goes I like, up. I love hearing you explain this. He goes up and he he has a one on one with the guy. Number one has a mask on and he's like, "Oh, what's this?" He fucking rips the mask off and it's like this weird monkey s- monkey sea biscuit looking thing. And then he's like, "Ah!" And it freaked me the fuck out. It was <laughs> disgusting looking. It's very mole looking. And then he rips that off and it's uh, it's himself. Yeah, he, he is, is number, number one. one. <laughs> and then I think he shoots him. <laughs> no, no. The the guy, the number one starts cackling wildly and he just runs away. He yes, just runs off. Number one runs away. Then number number, number six, six, he releases number two and over, number 48. Yep. They overpower the guards. They overpower the guards very easily. <laughs> they take the guns. Yes. They storm back into the chamber. They fucking and they shoot start, up everybody. They start... They start pulse massacring these fucking people. <laughs> yes, they yes. just start unloading, start yeah. shooting. I feel the like original mass shooting. Yeah, it's interesting. Is that I feel like when you're watching a show, the show, the, the thesis of the show is that he was a prisoner, right? Mm. This is what you were probably expecting the whole time you're watching right. the show. Yes. A big shootout and them to escape. And you do eventually get that, but they just do a bunch of crazy weird shit before it. Exactly. They got what they wanted, but then they still finish it in a very bizarre way, too. Because, so they kill pretty much everybody. They un- they release like a nuke from this, or a rocket from this island. Everybody's, ex- the island has gone mad. Everybody's leaving the island in helicopters and like funny looking planes. And they hop on a the back of a truck while the dwarf drives the truck off the island. Johnny Slants. Yes, Johnny Slants. And they the dwarf drives the truck off the island. The three... Number two, number 48, and number six are all in the back of this cage. Yeah. This cage truck. It's like the bang bus. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like an apartment, yes. basically, in a vehicle. It's a yes. bang. It's the 60s bang bus. And they're all dancing. The shag. The shag. <laughs> the shag lorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just really weird. They, yeah. They, they dropped the beat nut off in the middle of the highway. He's He hitchhikes. And he's pumped as fuck. He's going, head bone, head bone, head bone, head bone. And six and six goes to the sick ass car. Yes, with a nice ass house, and yes. they kind of just drive off. Yeah, and forty eight. What is forty eight? I go? don't know what happens. Uh, I don't know what happened forty eight either. And then it ends up with um. Then the last shot though is a police officer talking to I believe number two. Yeah. While the dwarf is like looking <laughs> around, yeah. while Big Ben is over looming. 
I uh, like stuff like this. I like uh, weird shit like this. You're crazy for like this. What do you think the main theme was? It was individuality over... I guess. I mean, I... W- <sighs> I could see people being pissed. I would have been pissed. I like... <laughs> I bet you could have just shut off the TV and gone to bed. There's no need to be pissed. This must have been shocking, though, for people. It's I so think, confusing. It's so bizarre. It's so out there. And I think I like... It's, I, I, it's kind of like... I, I don't know. Maybe... It's a trope now where it's like, you were the person the whole time. Yeah, right. That's very lame now. But yeah. I feel like probably in 1967, that was probably more more novel at the time. Right. And I believe I've heard on like an, like an album, they played some audio from the show. And he goes like, you know, when they're first assigning his number, and he goes like, you are number six. And he goes, um, uh, who is, he's like, who's number one? And he goes, you are number six. And, uh. I realized that that was like uh, a kind of a foreshadowing answer because they, he goes like, you're number six. And he goes, who is number one? And the guy goes, you are number six, which is technically a correct answer to his question. He's like, who's number one? And he goes, you are number six. Oh, little yes. punctuation. Yeah, yes. yeah. Do you like, think it's in the Tommy Westfall universe? Uh, yes. The ultimate <laughs> ending to a On- show. Only uh, you that are boy. You and you are retarded. <laughs> <laughs> the Tommy Westfall universe is amazing. By Go the check way, out that episode. What speaking episode of the that? word, uh, saying elsewhere, we're still working with the campaign. The end the word, but Iran is not working with us. Iran <laughs> said that the White House is afflicted with mental retardation. <laughs> Spread uh, the word and the word. So I well, won't it's say probably that. not retarded. The word's probably not retarded in. Iran. It's in probably Farsi. Uh, I mean, he said it in Farsi, but he went like this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he really Christ. laid it in. It was kind of. T- it was rough. That is. Rough. Donald, clean it up. Yeah, <laughs> clean it up. That time, I'm Iman from Iran, clean, clean it up. It, yeah, everybody. Oh, no, he's like I told. He's Carlomini. What's that guy's name? He is a Carlomini. No, it's Car. It's a Gili. Gili from Jennifer Lopez and Bennett. Ben Affleck. Trump. He. Trump's got a few things in his media diet. One, Fox and Friends. Two, series finale podcast. So <laughs> Actually, I think he's a bigger fan of Cauldron, History of the World, Battle by Battle. <laughs> I think he's more of a fan of my first ever joke on stage. <laughs> okay. That was great tying it back. Great Deepak job. Chopra moment. Jack, you've been critical. What's something you like? Oh, God. To be honest, it's, I think it gives me a better appreciation for Austin Powers, which I thought was a funny <laughs> show. Um, and we we love Austin Powers, Vern right. Troyer. Vern yeah. Troyer, VT, rest in peace. Why'd you bring it up? I won't be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> um, but this show definitely had some... This show was parody, parodied quite a bit, I believe, in the Austin Powers shows. Even with Vern Troyer, the dwarf in that movie, right? Mm. Mini-me. So. Some people would say this man created Vern Troyer's career. <laughs> <laughs> For me, my Deepak Chopra moment was the dais. <laughs> yeah. I love to see people sitting on a dais. Those were beautifully made nameplates. What about the fancy chair? I like what I like about the dais is you're kind of on a bench, but you're also in your own wheelie chair. Usually, you can yeah. spin around. So there's like you're both part of the collective and the individual when you're on the dais. So I would like to sit on more daises. You'd like to sit on more thrones. Yes. I want to sit on every throne in Somerville <laughs> before I go. Ooh. Poop in every single throne. <laughs> It's where getting you, loose, folks. Where are you We've going? Been, this is who knows. <laughs> Wherever I end up. <laughs> All right, me. homies. What's your favorite part, Mr. Deepak? My Deepak Chopra moment was the Deepak Chopra. Was the <laughs> my Deepak Chopra moment was the um the it was the thing that you guys hated about it. I liked the, the subjectivity. I liked the the opaqueness of it. I 
I like stuff like this. this yeah. is John Hodgman hates ambiguity and opaqueness, so he would have hated this show. Yeah, well, I don't like John Hodgman. You've made that abundantly clear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like stuff like this. Let's do a role play. That sounds great. I want to be number 48. Okay. What if you were John Hodgman? I'll be 48. Okay. <laughs> you always try to set things up. Uh, I'll be Martha Stewart. She's been incarcerated. Okay. Okay. And I will be, I'll be, um, I'll be the judge. All right, I want to take this slow. I want it to build. And Just I don't let want us, us to do jump. role play. Let's not jump to kissing or anything, you know? We'll do it if, it, if we want it. Yeah. <laughs> we're playing the words. Yes, and us, motherfucker. Hey, I'm just trying to, you know. Why yeah, just, yeah, yeah. If, just write a sketch if that's hey, what you want to do. How about you just fucking pick a show that is easy to talk <laughs> about? Go check out on our Patreon. Complaints, folks. complaints. All okay. Right. Uh, I'll, uh, 48. Well, you are here to. What's that, Daddy? 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 Did you say this to me, Daddy? I'm not, Ooh, daddy. 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 I'm not your daddy. I'm not your daddy. Ooh, daddy. I am not your daddy. Daddy? I think you're a daddy. You're my father, hey daddy. Boys. You're my daddy. Ooh, boys, I just it's cooked a up some sugar cookies. <laughs> you want some? Cookie. Ooh, I like cookies. Cookies. Would you like a sugar oh, cookie? Oh, yeah, enough out of you. Well, are Martha. either you're going to eat a sugar cookie. <laughs> the pelvic bone connected to the hip bone. Bone connected to the cock bone. I'm going to disconnect my mouth Give him bone. one of those drinks. Okay, Martha, what, what, what's going on? I'm looking at you with great suspicion. <laughs> Why are you so suspicious of me? Because I was in prison and I learned not to trust people in prison. Well, you can trust me. How do I know I can trust you? You can trust me. How do I know I can trust you if you won't even eat one of if my I goddamn trust sugar you, cookies? You shall trust me. I made you a sugar cookie. Put it in your mouth. What is trust? It's eating my cookie. <laughs> eating your cool? No. Oh, no. Cosby, more drinks for 48. Oh, who's that? Hey, it's us, the two Jareds. I'm Jared Remy. I'm Jared Fogle. We're the two Jareds. We're, okay. the, we're the most fun prisoners in the world. No, I'm hey, is this kid passed out? Hey, take a crack at him, Jared. Oh, I sure will, Jared. Hey, oh, Martha. Hey. If they're asleep and they don't know what happened, did it happen? <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Martha. Oh, a helicopter above. <laughs> Who's okay, uh, boys, I'm, I'm getting up in the helicopter. I'm going away. Who are you? <laughs> Who's driving me in the helicopter? Is it Johnny Slants? <laughs> Oh, he's not a good driver. Who's <laughs> <laughs> oh! hey. oh man, this is a. And somebody call nine one one. He's Ricky Ray This is a crime scene. Everybody, Jared, Jared, back to prison. Ah, oh, jeez, Officer Ray Rector. Cosby, you too. <laughs> Now, Johnny Slits, I remember <laughs> you. Hey, now excuse me, boys. I am the president of these United States, and uh, <laughs> there's a couple of crises going on. One in Bosnia, one in uh, in, in Rwanda, uh, Rwanda. Oh, oh, Rwanda. And uh, I don't want to get involved in those, but I want to get involved here. So, Ricky, I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> Why I'm just a cop doing my job. No, the Jared. Jared <laughs> saved me. <laughs> Oh, and I will never be back on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way we can commit to that, Jared. I mean, Ricky. <laughs> now I must turn the gun upon myself because as I am a vegan, 
I can no longer eat beef or totino, and that <laughs> makes life not worth living. Goodbye. Just fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> what would you give the show? I give the show an eight. The prisoner was artsy and controversial, so I have to give it a good store score to stay a coastal elite. <laughs> I give this show a four. It was from Britain, which means it's not good unless it is fish and chips. <laughs> I, I give the show a two. I hate when um, people think they're smart and they try to outsmart themselves with a finale. You know, I, even though I do like it. Well, this is a wicked long quote, but I do like it when a, a finale takes a chance. This was a bad chance. Take a chance. Fingers snapping. <laughs> spin the wheel. All right. Make it Good happen. night, America. Round and round we go.